This is the Fair Catch Podcast. I'm Evan Wilson. This is David Warren. This is a show about the NFL, our first show. So today, we're going to work on predictions. The NFL starts uh, tomorrow, as you'll be getting this podcast. So we are ready to go. We're locked and loaded with all our takes. We can't wait for y'all to... (laughs) We can't wait for y'all to uh, come along with us. So, David, what are we doing today? Today, we're going to do some introductions. Since, you know, you haven't really met us. We're going to, you know, talk about who we really are as people. In terms of football, of course. Uh, We're going to talk about our division predictions. You know, who's winning what. I'll get the AFC. Evan's got the NFC. And, you know, we'll have some pretty interesting conversations in between to really spice things up. Really keep you on your toes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll enjoy. So, you don't want to miss any of today's podcast. Now, without, uh... Without, you know, holding us up too much, I do want to mention that we've got a Twitter. Uh, it's at faircatch underscore pod. Uh, you can DM us there, and we will answer your questions on the show, either next week or whenever we get around to it. So uh, you don't want to miss our opportunity for our, uh, an opportunity for us to give some golden input on uh, whatever you've, whatever thought, crazy thought uh, you've got going on about the NFL. So... Let's get into the podcast, shall we? Let's send you down to the field and Aaron Andrews. Joe, thank you so much. Richard, let me ask you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Who was talking about you? Crabtree, don't you open your mouth about the best. Oh, yeah, I'm going to set it for you real quick. L-O-B. All right, before... And, Joe, back over to you. All right, so, I'm Evan. I've been an NFL fan since I was about 13 years old. My dad sat me down. He told me about this guy. His name's Baker Mayfield, okay? He, he said I should be a fan of the Oklahoma Sooners. And so I have been ever since. Uh, my family has followed Baker Mayfield on his track, on his journey uh, throughout his NFL career, and I am... Uh, sad to say, I am not the same person I was. Uh, it's been 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 heart heartbreaking, uh, but I've I've picked up some good memories along the way. So uh, my my two teams that I really focus on are the Carolina Panthers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I have a soft spot for the goat Tom Brady. Uh, obviously, I know what's going on with the Cleveland Browns. Excuse me. Okay, okay. I get it, I get it. I have a soft spot for Tom Brady, and I uh, know what's going on with the Cleveland Browns because, uh, yeah, we may get into that at some point, but not right now. Uh, What else do we have to cover here? I think that Tom Brady is the greatest football player of all time, and... uh, that's pretty unique. Only 50% of the people on this podcast believe that. So let's go ahead and roll over to you. Yeah, I don't. I think Jerry Rice is the greatest football player, personally. Greatest quarterback. Probably Peyton Manning. But I won't deny that Brady's great, but can't stand that fool. I hate him. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and introduce <laughs> the Falcons. yourself? All right, yeah. Introductions. I'm David. Hello. My favorite team is the Los Angeles Chargers. I've only been following football, not 
technically not even a year at this point since I really started to get into football around midway of last season, but I've fallen in love with it and really studied it. And it's become probably one of my favorite hobbies just in general. I spend an, an embarrassing amount of time looking at football players, their stats, games, etc. Uh, but I do enjoy it, so it I really do enjoy talking about it. So we're here today with Evan. Favorite player um, right now? Probably Justin Herbert. You know, got pretty good hair, throw football well. Pretty, I don't pretty like good. Oregon, though, pretty so good. it's kind of funny. I actually hate Oregon so much. The but. Ducks are the worst. I remember yeah. watching him back when he played against Kyler Murray, and I remember saying, I hate this guy. And I still hate the guy. Because so. he's too awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen his hair? That's all I'm going to say about that. All um, right. I all don't right. like any of the other AFC West teams because I'm not a fraud bum, but we can talk about that another time. Oh, my gosh. Anybody who's a fan of any of those teams, uh, what are you doing? Bandwagoner <laughs> or a seven-year-old or a L.A. year-old even. Okay, okay. All right. Um, I think that's it on the introduction side of things. Basically. So let's roll into our predictions for the NFL season. David, mm-hmm. you have elected to receive the AFC. <laughs> Tails. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Let's start. I do north, south, east, west. That's fine. That's the way I like to go. Cool. So AFC North. Steelers are not contenders. Mike Tomlin usually finds a way to make that team good, but personally, I think they're fourth. Third in the division, Cleveland Browns. Even though Deshaun Weinstein, you know, he's not coming uh, until like week 13 or something, I still think they'll be able to keep their heads above water and be at least the third best. But I don't think they're winning the division at all. Second, I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. I think they're the ceiling. They could be first, but... They haven't really proven themselves to be like better than the Bengals because their entire defense. I'm really proud of you, year. David. Really proud. So I think of you. yeah. First, uh, even though I don't like Joe Burrow, want to be we're making Joe progress Burrow, here. Macaulay Culkin <laughs> type guy. <laughs> you know. I do think they'll win the division. Their seal, their ceiling can be something along the lines of 14 and three. Honestly, their schedule, despite being Dang, you know, the runner up to the Super Bowl, is actually pretty weak, considering that they face the Steelers you know, twice a year. So that's a guaranteed two wins. So I guess you're low on the Steelers this year. Yes. I don't have faith in Mitch Trubisky nor Kenny Pickett. I don't think their offensive line is good enough to make those QBs look like contenders. And even though their defense has been consistently good, I am still worried that their uh, cornerbacks, not their secondary entirely, because they do have good safeties, especially Minka, but... Their cornerbacks in general are nothing to write home about and a very uh, strong AFC in terms of quarterback. So definitely will be a scary sight. Yeah, fair but point. Yeah. Uh, so I you like the Steelers. I don't think they're yeah. ceiling third because maybe the Browns third. will choke entirely with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, so you don't, you don't think Jacoby Brissett can carry uh, the Browns through what is the NFL's probably easiest schedule for the for the first six games. I, I have faith that he'll be able to probably stay at like 500 or probably less, not more. Deshaun Watson, though, he hasn't played football in a long time and he's in a very different situation coaching-wise. So 
I don't, we'll, we'll have to see. But personally, I don't think they're going to be better than the Bengals or Ravens. Okay. Steelers, Browns could go either way, but no. I think the Steelers are worse. This is a pretty they're, contested. They're a less complete team, yeah. in my opinion. It's one of the tightest divisions in football besides it was, it the was, looming AFC. It was one of the closest finishes in NFL history last season. So with that in mind, uh, let's go ahead and record count uh, with the schedule uh, what the Browns' season will be um, since we do have a dramatic shift uh, halfway through the season with Deshaun Watson uh, coming off of a suspension. So... That's true. Um, I'll go ahead and let you do the record since it's right. your AFC. Uh, week one, Carolina Panthers. I think that's a, a loss, honestly. They have Brian Burns to keep that uh, offensive line tested. Um, they have, what's it, Ward, right? Denzel Ward. Yep, yep. To put the a Warden. lot of pressure on DJ Moore. And even though I think DJ Moore probably will outplay Denzel Ward a lot, um, it will be hard for Baker Mayfield, even though I'm higher on Baker Mayfield than a lot of other people. It'll well, be hard to, let's say, have like a four-touchdown game, as he is very capable of, in my opinion. I think the Panthers beat the Browns week one. Okay, Almost okay. We'll get into more Baker Mayfield stuff uh, in the That's NFC, true. since, you know, I do have to yeah, predict their record that. as well. Okay, All right. so week two, just New York Jets. Along. Yeah, Jets. I think they beat the Jets. The Jets, honestly, besides maybe the Texans or Falcons, have the highest likelihood of going 0-17. Even with their very good draft, they're just not there yet. Yeah, I'd say their ceiling's pretty Especially high, their floor's pretty low. East. Pretty, I don't think they yeah. maybe beat the Patriots once, maybe well, beat the Dolphins. Well, let's, let's get into that in the uh, yeah. AFC East. <laughs> We're just we're just we're just counting games. Uh, we're just counting games right now. Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers. Browns probably win, in my opinion. All right. Falcons. Browns have the capacity to win. We'll see. I think they win. So right I, now they're three and one. Pretty hot start. They're gonna win. But then here is the rapture. Chargers <laughs> loss. Patriots loss. Ravens oh. loss. Bengals loss. So you think they're gonna lose to the Patriots? Probably. In my opinion, the Patriots like with Bill Belichick. There is no doubt that the Patriots' defense will okay. always somehow That's finish fair. top 15. That's a fair take. And especially when Jacoby Brissett is your quarterback. Again, not hating. Again, not hating. All right. But there's a reason he's the backup and not the starter. That's all I'm going to say. So you've got, you've got a lot. You've got four straight losses heading into the bye on week nine. Mm-hmm. So I think that bye might leave him a bit fresh and a possible win against the mm-hmm. Dolphins, but I doubt it. So you have him at three and five through week nine. Mm-hmm. All I right. Think that's... Again, they're trending near 500 until Deshaun Watson comes back. Okay, week 10. So, yeah, bye week, and then Dolphins honestly lost. Bills uh, lost, yeah. Mm-hmm. Buccaneers probably a loss. Yes. Like, for some reason, Tom Brady and the Bucks in general. I'm just going to say the Bucks. I'm not going to sing about Tom Brady, but they really should have beat the Saints last year. They really should have beat a lot of teams that they just didn't. Fair. That's totally and fair. I the Saints have had their number. <laughs> Any yep. team can pull out a surprise win. It would be the Browns, who have actually decently underrated defense. Fair enough. That will be um, that will be Deshaun Watson's first game, though. Week uh, twelve. The Bucks or the Texans? I thought it was the Texans. 
It, um, because the NFL was like, dude, it's his old team. Oh, uh, that's right. And him for a few more games. You gotta get. You yeah, got him through the bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. week thirteen, the so big, there. the big return here against the his Texans team. Deshaun Watson has top eight to top six potential. So if he's if he's able to look like you know how he did back in Houston, he beats the Texans. Bengals game could go either way, but I think the Bengals beat them. Uh, Ravens could go either way. I'll have the Browns win this one, just because I'm pretty sure this is a, a home game and not an away game. So that might that always is a factor you gotta take in. Yes, it also it is also late in the season, so Lamar Jackson may exactly. have some injury issues as well. That is very true. Uh, Saints probably a win. I mean, it really depends on how Jameis Winston pans out, but he he is very capable of torching defenses. And I don't even really think he's that good of a quarterback, but if he's able to control his very hasty decision-making, he is a really good quarterback. But so far as we've seen, he really can't do that. All right, Commanders? Washington. I think Washington beats the Browns, honestly. Mm. I don't know why, but something in my soul says the Browns lose this game. We'll see. That's not very good logic, but it is an away game. They do have Chase Young, even though he was off an ACL tear. I still think he will really put pressure on Deshaun. And uh who knows? Maybe who's this is it still Taylor Heineke? Or no Carson Wentz. No, it's Wentz. It's yeah. Wentz. Let's go. Carson Wentz beats him soundly. Let's be real. All right, all right. Best quarterback. And then Steelers, Steelers, I have that as a win for the Browns. So I'm pretty sure that leaves them like at what? Six and eleven? Seven and ten. Oh boy. All right. Per- well that may be Personally, enough to have them finish last in the division. That is yeah, a finished last. Between yeah. the Steelers. As long as you have Mike Tomlin as your coach, you're never going to finish winless or even really that far from 500. But this might be a situation where it's like, I don't even know how he pulls this off. All right, then. So, so I guess we're doing uh, Steelers next. Might as well. Um, Do we want a record count for all of them or just like one per division? Just one that might be interesting to us. I like that. Just one that might be interesting. All right, then. Uh, So you have the Bengals winning the AFC North. Mark that down. We will come with pitchforks at the end of the season. (laughs) AFC South. It'll be be a happy day for me, so I don't mind either way. (laughs) Either I'll be right or I'll be happy. That's true. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, this guy's a a Lamar Jackson simp, so. I like him, bro. Louisville Cardinals. Who comes up with that kind of stuff? That's so awesome. Move to the move to the AFC South. I'm, AFC I'm done with this. South, fourth Texans. They have Davis Mills, very underrated, but again, he's he's not sniffing MVP conversation. What do you know about Davis Mills? Um, he actually had a really decent season. I'm pretty sure, like the whole joke of last year is like Tua and him had like identical seasons. But the thing is, he's in yep. a much worse situation, so I think that's more impressive. Mm-hmm. But another thing about Davis Mills is he just seems to have not necessarily you know elite knowledge, but very good decision making under pressure. Because um, what's uh, he got traded to the Bengals or the Steelers or something? Miles Jack, that's it. Yeah, very good pass rusher, but. I've seen film when he was, you know, dealing with pressure from him. He actually did didn't play half bad. So I do have a lot of faith in him, even though again I don't think he's that good. All but right. Yes, I do have him at fourth. Very bad defense. 
basically no weapons. Brandon Cooks would be a wide receiver too on a lot of teams, if we're being very honest here. And yeah, Davis Mills just isn't there. Fourth. Third, Jaguars. It makes the most sense, even though I think Trevor Lawrence will have a two-year leap. Again, that team isn't complete. This is probably the weakest division in the entire NFL. So I have both the Texans and Jaguars with losing records, personally. Well, we'll see. Because I would we like to see. game count them. That is very true. Um, Texans? I, I said Texans. Sorry, Titans. I yep. have them at second in the division. Very good team. However, they did lose a lot of key players as A.J. Brown and a very good pass rusher with an ACL tear. And I don't think Traylon Burks is that guy. I don't think Ryan Tannehill is the starter to really push them to a Super Bowl. Derrick Henry is back, which is always good, but he can't really carry your team. No pun intended. He's just not going to be you know, <laughs> the sole reason you make the one seed. That's illogical to assume. Well, and I do have the Colts indeed winning the AFC South. Sorry, were you going to say well, something? It is interesting, though. Because even with Derrick Henry out last season, they were able to make it the one seed in the AFC, if I'm not mistaken. No, you are you are correct. Okay. That kind of puzzled me at the time. I was like, wait, the Titans are in the lead for something? That's very... Oh, did we lose David? Sorry. All right. I'm here. Cool. I unplugged my headset. Continue. But yeah, even though I think... Uh, they will finish second. Again, it is a bit of a toss-up, but I do favor the Colts here because they are the better team if we're just looking at paper and numbers. Fair. You can't ever really do that with football, but it would it is the safer bet to go with the Colts here, especially just with how shaky that receiver room is. Um, just a very heavy hit to defense. And I just think, the, again, the Colts are the better team, especially now that they have a better QB in Matt Ryan. So you've probably seen this if you follow football as much as me and Evan do, but this is like the sixth straight year that they've had a different starting QB, like come week one time. It's crazy. And Ever since Andrew Luck retired, it's been a revolving door. It's been awful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's almost sad, but at the same time, uh, I think Matt Ryan will be the guy to make them division winners. He's better than Carson Wentz, in my humble opinion. He's in a much better situation. He just has been in the game longer. They have similar like strengths and weaknesses is another thing, too. They play at, maybe maybe I'm wrong about this. I think they play pretty similar. They don't necessarily wow you with like say physical traits, but they are good enough to start and they are good enough to win. That's the similarities between them. Uh, we can go over the obvious here. Jonathan Taylor, obviously good. Yeah. Michael Pittman will finally have a solid quarterback to throw to him. Great offensive line, star guard, uh, Quentin Nelson, you know, front and center. That's definitely an upgrade from Atlanta's, so that will be an improvement. And their defense, you know, uh, Shaq Leonard, right? Uh, Stephon Gilmore, really beefing up the secondary. They had a very underrated offseason, and I do think that they will finally make the push towards the playoffs. Probably the four seed, though, because I don't think – I think the other divisions just have – are just more top-heavy, if that makes sense. Did you mention uh, the addition of uh, Gilmore? I think I did. Well, Maybe my mic cut out or something. No, yeah. Um, said beefing up the secondary job, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that – I mean, I, I totally agree. 
Um, th this is it's interesting because the Titans, they're real. They're two. They've had two real um, uh, subtractions on the team. One on offense. One on defense. Uh, you've had AJ Brown depart. You've also had um, Harold Landry tears ACL. Uh, as we're recording, that is very recent news. So yes. uh, that's really unfortunate for them. But at the same time, they have their biggest offensive star returning, and they had the uh, they had the one seed last season. And I trust Mike Rabel. So I it's yeah, that's fair. Coaching I, I don't situation know. is kind of uh, in the Titans' favor there. I don't really think Frank Reich is. You know, I don't think he's a high tier coach necessarily, but given the pieces that the Colts have, I feel like he'll be able to make do and yeah. be able to get the 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 AFC South under his control. Well, for the sake of um, for the sake of the show, for the sake of entertainment factor, I want to pick the Titans, but I can't disagree with you here. I'll have to go with the Colts as well. That's a really uh, it's just the safer bet. It could yeah. go either way again, but I think the Colts yeah. again. Are just the better team and they definitely do have an easier schedule besides some uh, unfortunate afc west opponents that they'll have to face all right so i'll give you a choice do you either want to uh game count the jaguars or the uh colts i'll do jaguars all right jags just it is. because with the Colts, it's like they're up against a bad division. Obvious games, they'll probably win. Maybe lose one or two. That type of thing. With the Jaguars, it could really go either way again. Yep. All right. So, away game to start against the Commanders. I think they'd actually be able to win that. Just because... Mm. Well, actually, let's think here. Offensive line-wise, Trevor Lawrence is, isn't really working with a lot. I personally thought that they were going to go Evan Neal at the first overall pick, but Trayvon Walker was clearly too tempting for them. And clearly defense matters here. I think Trayvon Walker is a very big addition for the Jaguars, and he could really help that front seven, you know, make a difference. Because if he proves out to be a star, he gets early sacks, well, then they'll have to double team him, and then they'll leave room for other people, et cetera. Basic football, how that works. So you don't trust Washington's O-line not necessarily that. Okay. It's just that I think that Trayvon Walker is quite possibly a very, very good talent. Even though I think it was kind of a weird pick to go with a project first overall, I think he does, again, have that potential. Colts, right. I have them losing that. Even though it is a home game, I just don't really think that they win there. It just doesn't make sense from a on-paper perspective. Yep. They have a very good secondary, again, as noted. And they also have a very good O-line, possibly one of the best in the league behind, at the very least, the Eagles. But, again, we'll, uh, we'll have to see. Cool. Chargers, yeah. no. Again, that's an away game uh, for them, and it's against <laughs> probably a top three team in the AFC, if not football. So I don't see them winning that. Eagles, I can see them pulling out a win. Oddly enough, I just don't really trust Jalen Hurts quite yet. I'll eat my words if that time comes, but I don't know if he's really going to make that push, despite the good uh, situation he has around him. All right, so you have Texans? them starting um... two and two. Two and two, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Texans, I have them winning. Not only is it a home game, but it's against arguably the worst team. 
Uh, That's three wins. Even though da- Davis Mills can probably work with something, I just don't know. I just don't think they win. This it. is just on paper here. Again, yeah. With how early we are in the season, we can't go off of you know how players have performed this season. It's a whole new season. Zach Wilson could emerge as an MVP, and I wouldn't even be too surprised. That's kind of a lie, but I had to say something for dramatic effect, so I went with that. <laughs> uh, Colts, that's an away game. I'll say I'll say that they could pull out a win there. Interesting. I'm gonna go fifty one percent they lose. Okay. Just because usually even if the division rival is worse, just because they play them so often, they get that scheme a lot more. They they know a lot more about their opponent than say just a random, you know, random opponent in a season win. Okay. Sa- save save the Giants for me. Don't don't roast them too hard. Just give me your prediction. Prediction? I think the Jaguars beat them. All right. Actually, I'll go with, no, the Jaguars win. Thank you. I'll let you elaborate on maybe why. Uh, I, I, I'll I do that during the NFC portion. And then I think here is three straight losses, realistically speaking, against three really good AFC West opponents. Uh, but they do have a bye right after that. So maybe they'll be in a bit better shape. All right. So you've got them losses to the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Which the leads only them one I can see them realistically with... beating is the Raiders, just mm-hmm. because that offensive line is so so horrible, and their secondary is also not the best. But the Raiders do have a very explosive offense in general. We will see. Not notwithstanding the O line, I think that's how you say words. Probably. So that that leaves them with a record of five and five and some. <laughs> Five and something I, I'm not counting properly right now. Five and five, sorry. Yep, five and five going into week 11. Which honestly is decently impressive, but they are up against some pretty staunch opponents after the bye. Ravens, I have them losing. Lions, honestly, I think they lose to the Lions. Yeah, I do too. the fact that it's an away game. I have them losing to the Titans. I have them losing to the Cowboys. I have them beating the Jets. I have them beating the Texans. But I do also have them losing to the Titans. All right, so you have so them as a seven-win team. Mm-hmm. I honestly think that Trevor Lawrence will make a great leap in year two. Much better coaching, um, just a better defense to help him keep points down and alleviate pressure, which is always an important factor. And even though he doesn't have many receiving weapons, per se, I still think that, uh, especially with Travis Etienne coming back, that offense will be able to produce a lot more than they were last year. All right. They're not first overall pick potential anymore. That is de- that is a definitely a jump for the for the Jaguars. That is pretty impressive, actually. I have a lot of faith in them. If they don't prove anything this year, I will. So you like Doug Peterson? Leave. I do. Um, he beat uh the, the Patriots in the Super Bowl, but I don't really hold that. You know, like because <clears> it was <throat> him. I think it was just because they had a very legendary playoff run. Fluke. Uh, with yeah, a lot of. Plays that should have gone in the Patriots' favor simply did not. It is not an individual, you know. It's not because, yeah, Doug Peterson just really got him there. They had Carson Wentz pretty much do all of the load managing. And then a very crazy, like, Joe Flacco-type uh, <laughs> postseason run. In that's that's quite literally the only, except, like, what is it, Rex something? Rex Ryan, Rex Burkhead. Uh, Rex, the guy who made the guy who made the Super Bowl that one time, that quarterback back like forever ago. Trent Dilfer. 
No, just all the bad quarterbacks that have made the Super Bowl. Like they never do anything after that. Probably the Bears in two thousand five or something. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, so you have the Colts winning the AFC South. Mm-hmm. Let's jump They're to the the best team. Yeah. AFC East. This AFC one should East. be pretty. This snappy, one, honestly. this is the easiest. This one, is so easy. For being honest, it should go realistically speaking: Bills, Patriots, Dolphins, Jets. The Dolphins could do something. Mm-hmm. I have zero faith in Tua to improve, but yeah, Bills, Patriots, uh, Dolphins, Jets. So you, you, uh, at um, Patriots and Dolphins, uh, the Patriots aren't really the most interesting team to talk about, but they are yeah, kind yeah. of a tire fire at offense right now. Uh, so you aren't buying into the whole, uh, there's a ton of negative hype uh, surrounding them not having an offensive coordinator and then bringing in Joe judge who uh, ran the ball at third and 12 uh, and his own, his own 20 yard line uh, with the giants and Matt Patricia who uh, almost ran Matthew Stafford's career into the ground. So uh, you aren't, you aren't too worried about that. You have them win. You have them winning the division over the, not winning the division, but finishing better than the Dolphins? Uh, personally, yes. A lot of people are very um, high on, what's his name, McDaniels, right? Yep, Josh I, McDaniels. I am not, I don't know, is it Mike McDaniels or Josh? It, it's Josh. Two. Mike McDaniel uh, is the coach of the Dolphins now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I was talking about. Uh, I thought you meant that because Josh McDaniels left the Patriots, you're not very high on him as an offensive coordinator. No, So no, him no, leaving, no. okay. I'm not high on Mike McDaniels. Even Let's though see. he is like a Shanahan disciple, whatever, right? That's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just don't know if he'll be able to turn this team from a, you know, very bizarre seven-win streak to straight up missing the playoffs into contenders i don't really believe that yet although a lot of people uh see that addition of tyree kill i just don't think two is the guy your offense revolves around your quarterback you can't rely on just big names at wide receiver or big names at running back to be the reason you make the super bowl that's just not it at all okay the reason i have the patriots above the dolphins though is because i do in fact have a lot of faith in mac jones i don't think he's you know that good but i do think that he'll be able to still produce very very well as he did last year regardless of you know his best offensive weapon being like jacoby myers i just i just have a sense of trust especially given his head coach being you know bill belichick i do think that you know he'll be able to do it but yeah bills win that division almost like too easily Mm. So here's an interesting stat that I see thrown around a lot in uh, NFL media circles. Uh, the New England Patriots have spent uh, $75 million on their pass-catching room. Uh, uh, that's how much they're spending on it this season. Uh, the league average is $35 million, and no other team has spent more than 50 I very, think very that it is a very that, it is a very mismanaged offensive system. 
I yeah. I I th- that's where I stand on it. I understand. Uh, apparently, you have more faith in Belichick uh, than I do. Um, I personally have the Patriots finishing better than the Dolphins, or not don't have them finishing better than the Dolphins. I think mm-hmm. that uh, they're the Dolphins are going to take a much bigger leap than I uh, think you're giving them credit for. But I we both I just, agree. I just can't trust Tua. We both all. agree that the Bills are going to uh, finish uh, higher. Uh, than everybody else uh maybe probably in the afc but for being honest their one seed potential is the best probably especially considering how loaded the afc west is now but we'll get to that in just a second that's true so i would elect uh against game picking because the patriots are pretty boring to um to talk about pretty boring for being honest uh the dolphins the dolphins are really volatile right now i don't feel comfortable picking games honestly because we don't we have no idea how tyreek hill is going to be utilized uh at all uh we haven't seen a a a hill type player in the shanahan offense since probably um wasn't he didn't he have um julio jones back when he was the oc for the 2016 falcons um yes i thought i thought that kyle shanahan was the right the the shanahan system the shanahan the shanahan uh probably yeah well again we've never we've never really seen that um in the like the super modern recent nfl so i don't feel comfortable picking them uh we know that the bills are gonna win so i don't really want to predict them and the jets leave the jets uh, do you want a game pick they're probably the best team uh in the league just (laughs) zach wilson alone Brees hall you know cj mosley they're just content him and his friend's mom okay they're might they're not the most athletic you know they're not the strongest they're not the fastest but they get they get open and they catch the ball let's move on let's move on shall we (laughs) afc west Okay, so this is probably going to be the um, either the most correct or the most incorrect prediction that you make. Mm-hmm. Personally, and I'm not trying to let my bias show here, but I do have the Chargers winning this division. As do I. Here's why, right? Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson might miss a few games. Doesn't matter, all right? Justin Herbert is that guy. I have him as a top five quarterback in the league. They have a top five running back in the league. They have, for some reason, very hated on receiver room. Like, I see a lot of people say Keenan Allen isn't that good when in on a lot of teams he would replace the wide receiver one status. He's not like, you know, he's not Devontae Adams, but he certainly is good enough to be the best receiver on most teams, in my opinion. They have a vastly improved O-line, which was kind of their biggest weakness coming into this year. Fixed it a lot. Defense, run defense, probably the bigger weakness than the O-line, if there had to be a bigger weakness. But they improved that too. You know, they have pass rushers like Khalil Mack, and now they have Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack on the same same freaking team. That's just going to be... I honestly have Joey Bosa as the league leader in sacks. I don't have him as defensive player of the year, but I do have him as uh, the league leader in sacks. They have a great secondary. Shout-outs to J.C. Jackson, you know, Asante Samuel Jr. 
really, really brightening that place up. They have Derwin James back with a brand new extended contract. They're just, they're the team to beat in the AFC West at the very least. They might not win it, but they certainly do have the potential to win it. That's That's really true. The highest potential, in my opinion. I honestly, I am very confident in Justin Herbert. I think he's done everything that he possibly can to show that he is ready uh, to carry a winning offense. Besides actually winning, which is, I I know, kind of important. But not everybody has those Joe Joe Burrow type, I'm going to carry the entirety of this awful franchise on my back. Um, So I am confident in Justin Herbert. I think the only thing that the Chargers could do to mess up the uh, season really is to screw around with their defense and to have uh, star power, but not actually getting it done. Yeah. I before the last season where the Rams went and won the Super Bowl, I would say that they, I didn't buy star power on defense where they bring in a bunch of big names. But after I saw it happen with the Rams, I kind of changed my mind. So I think it's going to work. I think they're going to finish first as well. Um, but I mean. Staley is still pretty untested, so he could mess around with it and yeah, he's just a bit destroy he's it. a bit too gung ho. Like it's kind of become a joke among fans. It's like he's yes. always going for it. He's so crazy like that, but it just works every time. I'm here to say it doesn't work every time, and it's not smart every time. So I hope that if 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 I Brandon... hate saying this, but he's kind of like the Jameis Winston of coaches. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, that's a very good comparison. I've never heard that before. He might have but, 30 points in a game, but he might also give up 30 points in a game. <laughs> 29 he might, shoutouts. He might go for it on his own 20 uh, for, for fourth no and two. reason at all. <laughs> that actually lost him the game, uh, the game last no, season. No, no, no. The missed the playoffs. All right. So you have the Chargers winning then. Mm-hmm. Chiefs close behind. I have them at second. Uh, Tyreek Hill was a very big loss, yes, but I think that people are – really saying that you know Patrick Mahomes will now just be straight up bad he did kind of disappear in the AFC championship game I will give you that but at the same time that wasn't necessarily because you know uh, a lot of issues as concerning you know like his help or anything that was just him that's where a lot of people are saying oh well now Mahomes is going to be exposed as a fraud I disagree it's a high stakes game even if it is a home game I understand the collapse just a little bit, and I still have faith in him to be a good quarterback. As much as I hate him, he probably will beat us once, if not twice, us being Chargers. And <laughs> uh, he still has, you know, Travis Kelsey. I have faith in Sky Moore, you know, Trent McDuffie added to that secondary. They're still a very good team and a very, and a very likely to go to the Super Bowl, just as much as the Chargers and the Bills are. I feel like a lot of people are overhating simply because they lost Tyreek Hill. That's a bit uh a bit silly to assume. I I I don't I'm not um so sure um what Patrick Mahomes' numbers are without Tyreek Hill. Um but I'd assume that his entire offensive scheme is different when he is not on the field. So it'll be interesting to see how Mahomes evolves his game uh because he no longer has a way to stretch the field and be this high-flying uh offense that he has been. They'll have to uh, resort to probably the more, um, I, I know not this is an exact comparison, but Brady-esque when he lost Randy Moss um, in the early 2010s, and he had to go with the new Rob Gronkowski-style offense. Uh, Kelsey being probably the 
the best tight end uh uh no 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 uh disrespect to hernandez but uh kelsey and gronk are probably uh tied for the best uh best two tight ends in nfl history so with that being said i think that mahomes will have to learn to play like a long-term quarterback instead of a brand new fresh quarterback with new uh fancy shiny wide receivers they'll have to go with the tight ends more often and the slot receivers like juju smith schuster juju smith schuster yes i he's definitely not tyreek hill level but he is again a capable wide receiver oddly enough i kind of think of him the same way i think of deontay johnson right they're both good receivers they deserve you know a high payout like a lot of other people but you know they're not like the higher echelon of you know your stefan diggs or your Devontae Adams, or your Justin Jefferson type people, you know? I just don't have him up there. Yeah, I uh, when when people talk about Juju, good. they talk a lot about expectation and what he should do. They talk less about what he actually has done. Because they drafted uh, Juju, the Steelers did, uh, thinking that he could be the guy to challenge Antonio Brown. Um, yeah, fat chance. It, it, it was never going to happen, in my opinion. There was so much hype surrounding him because he does have a, a pretty cool style, in my opinion. It, it's just, I don't see it. I don't see it. Antonio I don't Brown's see the, the best people to ever play the position of wide receivers. So that already is a lot of expectations. I just don't see the maneuverability there. I don't see the upside. I see him as a solid pass catcher if you need him there in the slot. Not as the number one. And I think him being the number one is going to test um, Mahomes. That is if Marquez Valdez-Scantling can't step up and be that deep uh, threat. I don't think he will be. I think there's a reason that Aaron Rodgers did not target him when he was in Green Bay. So I think that Juju Juju will be the guy in uh, Kansas City. And I think it'll be interesting to see how Patrick Mahomes does with a... Uh, what should be a wide receiver two and wide receiver one, because that's what Brady had to deal with for almost a decade in New England. Yep. All right, so... I think really their only weakness is just running back. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is just such a nobody. He's a decent pass catcher. Him and Devin Singletary, oddly enough, they're both the the people I have as the most likely to go for the one seed, the Chiefs and the Bills. Um, besides the Chargers, but I'm trying not to be biased here. They both have really bad running back room, but everywhere else is pretty pristine. Well, that's just a reflection of how the NFL is no longer a running league. Yeah, how much it's changed. It's it's an, it's crazy. Even in the past four or five years, as I've really been a geek, uh, an NFL geek, I've seen the um, transformation. I've seen the Ezekiel Elliott's get the massive contracts, and then they just fall off, and people are like, running backs are useless. I, they just have such a limited lifespan compared yes. to even wide receivers and O-linemen, people who get tackled. Even with how the long. NFL uh, aims to protect players now, it still doesn't protect against the running back specifically because you've got people bowling into you all the time. Okay, so we've taken too long on the Chiefs. I know that they're a hot team, but, you know, we got to move on. Awesome. Uh, I have the Broncos third and the Raiders fourth. Uh, again, not trying to be biased here, but the Raiders are the weakest team in the AFC West. Great addition, vastly improved wide receiver room, Devontae Adams. No need to say anything there. Chandler Jones, another great addition. But they just have a very big hole, that being O-line, 
which I think most of the AFC West teams can take advantage of. You know, you have Joey Bosa, you have Chris Jones. You have a lot of people who can take advantage of that. You have great secondaries on the Broncos, you know, with Patrick Sertan and uh, just, you know, a lot of a lot of deserving starters there that could very easily take down Derek Carr, one-time pro bowler. No offense. But, yeah, I have, especially with Russell Wilson, the Broncos are a much better team than they were. And it really makes me mad that the Raiders made the playoffs last year, and now they're, like, pompous about it. Because if any team in the AFC West misses the playoffs, it's probably the Raiders. I think it's really impressive what the Raiders did last season with so much chaos surrounding them. They were able Mm -hmm. to just go through it all. And I think it speaks a lot about Derek Carr. Um, People are really high on him now. I think that he's a bit too overhyped. I've heard some uh, a certain it's hard to find a balance with him. <laughs> I've heard a certain media type uh, call him a future Hall of Famer, which I think is yeah. when you go bloviatingly awful. Uh, Things are gonna change. <laughs> so yeah, instead of um, record counting uh, for this division, I just want you to compare Russell Wilson to Derek Carr, and. Um, I know you have the Raiders beneath the Broncos for this division, but which do you think is going to perform better? Just pure QB stat individually. I think that despite having the better wide receiver room, I think that Derek Carr will perform worse. And it's nothing even against Derek Carr because I I think he's a pretty decent quarterback. But if we're just going off of how that AFC West is secondary-wise and a lot of other factors... Russell Wilson not only has probably one of, if not the best, deep ball in the modern-day NFL, but he's also very good at scrambling. And that, not necessarily his main weapon, like, say, Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts, but it's a factor that's very strong that defenses still need to look out for. Derek Carr is very much a pocket-type passer, and with that O-line, I don't really think he can, you know, even have something within 500 yards of Russell Wilson, despite the very good wide receiver room and very good tight end in Darren Waller. So I right. think Russell Wilson will perform better this year. Cool. Cool. So. Cortland Sutton, ignore it. <laughs> I think he's the better QB. All right, all right. So for the American Football Conference, we have the Cincinnati Bengals winning the AFC North. We have the Indianapolis Colts winning the AFC South. We have the Buffalo Bills winning the AFC East, and we have the Los Angeles Chargers winning the AFC West. Do you generally agree with that? I do. I honestly don't disagree with any division winners. I would say that it's a toss-up between the Ravens and the Bengals, and we'll see. Uh, But cool, yeah. All right, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with the NFC. Receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has it. Wilson, quick throw. And it's good. Intercepted. Intercepted. Malcolm Butler. Butler has it at the one. Malcolm Butler stepped in front of the throw. And the Patriots have possession with 20 seconds to go. All right. So I just saw a article on my phone about the top 10 receiving cores in the NFL. And David, I just wanted to hear opinion on the top three well my humble opinion number one is easily the Bengals. you have jamar chase who is looking to be a stud 
and will likely be in the top five conversation pretty soon, if not the best in the league, given his incredible production. And then to top it off, you have T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, both of which are really, really impressive in their own right, though not necessarily stars. They are great for, you know, a wide receiver two and three. Now they lost Uzama. Are we going strictly wide receiver, just receiving core? Receiving core. You, you We're can, talking just yeah. receiving core. Uz- Uzama, I think that's how you say his name. They did lose mm-hmm. him. He's now on the Jets now. But I still don't think that's nearly big enough impact for them to shake the number one spot. This may be controversial, but for two, I'm going with Tampa Bay. Now they have Mike Ooh. Evans. Very underrated. People, I've seen people hate on Mike Evans. He's great. Before even Brady came along, he was very obviously one of the best in the league. And now that he has a good, if not great, quarterback to throw him the ball, well, yeah, he's going to be great. I very don't top three, but... They have Chris Godwin, right? Off an ACL tear. Very unfortunate. But we haven't seen enough that would prove, you know... This is going to shake him from star status because, in my opinion, he's very, very good. And, you know, they lost Antonio Brown, sure, but they also have right Russell Gage, right? Um, although they don't have Rob Gronkowski, he wasn't necessarily as big of performer as, say, Godwin and Evans were. He so was, still have he was only good. Out. He was only good because Tom Brady fed him the ball. If Yeah, in his Tampa Bay era, I agree with that. Completely. I mean, yeah, New England was different, but yeah. Yeah, for three, I'm going to have to say probably the Eagles. This might be controversial Mm -hmm. also, but I think A.J. Brown is very good and is emerging as a top wide receiver. You have Devonta Smith, who for some reason isn't nearly talked about as much as he should be. He was very good last year. And you also have Dallas Goddard. You know, they got rid of um, Jalen Rager. So that's... A lot of people say that's a good thing. I don't. We'll see, but they still have a very good receiving core, and especially with Hertz being behind that offensive line, they're probably going to have the best season that they've had, just in general. Even with you know maybe a less passing friendly quarterback like Hertz to, uh, compared to Ryan Tannehill, if that makes sense. So that's just my two cents. All right. Honorable well, mention would yeah. probably be the Raiders. I. I, 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 when you said honorable mention, I thought you'd mention the team that I am probably going to have at uh, number number two, um, which is the Dolphins. Uh, hmm. I think that when you've got Tyree Kill, who is a top four, five, top three, top three or four, uh, probably wide receiver. It depends I'd say, on like I'd say three. Yeah. Okay. So he's top three. Uh, when you have him and you have Jalen Waddle. And you have Mike Gesicki, who is a very underrated tight end. He is, he was one of Tua's top targets. Um, I know him a lot because he was my uh, fantasy football tight end, so I saw him racking up the receptions. So I know that he can deliver when he's when he's given the ball. He's very consistent. So when you have that big three and the star power that Tyreek Hill brings to the offense, and we saw what Patrick Mahomes was able to do and unlocking uh, Tyreek Hill's potential as a speedster. And with Jalen Waddell being in the slot and the kind of mid-range guy, I see that, that that as the most dynamic receiving core in the entire league. That's who that, That's who I have at uh, number two. Um, I, I agree with you, obviously, on, uh, on number one. Uh, but uh, I think that after that, there are so many good receiving cores 
out there that I think it's really uh like it's really up for up for debate. Uh, my top three, my my third uh, to round out the top three, may be the Rams because mm. you've got Cooper Cup who had one of the greatest uh, receiving seasons ever in the Triple Crown. Uh, it was just unprecedented, and he came out of nowhere too. Um, so if he can keep that up, that is fantastic. He is probably the second best receiver in football right now. Uh, just off of that, uh, yeah. he that he may he may fall off. I don't know, but I'm just going off of last year's, um, um, you know, numbers. And then you've got Allen Robinson. They got Allen Robinson uh, over the uh, over the off season, and he was a number one on the Bears, and he was legitimate number one. He if he had a good quarterback uh, in Chicago, uh, besides freaking Andy Dalton, uh, and you know the rookie Justin Fields. He could have really been something. He could have probably carved uh, his 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 name out as a like a like a Chris Godwin type almost um, I'd say that's type fair. of receiver. So when you've got Cooper Cup and just him being a top three, and you've got Allen Robinson, and then you've got you know uh, they still have um, the Rams still have uh, Odell Beckham Jr.'s uh, locker still in you know in their facility. Uh, that's that, the that only reason there. I did not consider them for a oh. top three spot was just because even though I'm Cooper Cup is the second best in the league, only behind Adams, along with uh, Robinson. It's just that even because he has you know this injury and there's he's still technically you know a free agent or whatever. I just don't. If he comes back, then they enter my top three. Okay. Well, the even only then, reason even I'm then, high on the Dolphins. Sorry, continue. Uh, I, I, I also like even their their fourth and fifth uh, receivers are top notch. You've got Robert Woods. They have good depth. Yeah. With great, uh, and then you've got uh, Tutu Atwell, who just had a, an injury. I mean, we haven't really seen him, you know, be used all that much. Um, mm-hmm. and he was like a, a first or or second rounder. Uh, uh, and I, I'm I'm anxious to see how how he does. So their depth, I I think, um, uh, they're weak at tight end. Uh, Tyler Higby, um, you know he's, yeah, he's fine, right but he's home about. Yeah, he's not fantastic. Um, but he held his own. Um, he he played he played well enough to be a part of that. Uh, to be more of a blocking tight end in that awesome uh, line, and they and they usually use him as a blocking tight end. So I don't really want to penalize the Rams that much uh, as a pass catching group because they normally just throw it to their receivers. They don't have, you know, they don't throw it to their tight ends very much. So I, oh. that's fine. That's fine to me. That's just how Sean McVay schemes it. Um, so yeah, that's why I've got the Rams uh, as as my top three. But I don't disagree with 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 your picks at all. I just uh, I see different things uh, mm-hmm. in the in like I value I value depth a lot and I think that Tampa Bay is really top heavy uh, with their top two and they're also re- kind of injury prone as well. Uh, you I don't can't forget about Scotty Miller though. <laughs> Scotty Miller. That's a top three team right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. The only reason I didn't mention the Dolphins is just because Jalen Wild he did catch a lot of receptions, but his average yards per catch is less than 10 yards and i don't really think that's very remarkable at all that's fair like sure you could say oh well he's just you know like a a shorter a short route running kind of guy which is fine but usually you know you're going to be able to take that upfield and right now all he's really 
been able to prove is that he can't. He has really good hands, which is you know not a bad thing. But right, I'll I have think... to see a bit more out of him before yeah. I say yeah, this is a top three core. Sure, I... I'm not giving to of that that much. Like you know, slander. Well, yeah, like, yeah, he has yeah. a top three core. Why isn't he so good? No, I, yeah. I'm not there yet. When Tyree Kill. I think that, that just having Tyreek Hill on your roster gives you the ability to open up those those kind of mid-range because, he, again, he will burn everybody, and that leaves people covering more of the deep, deep shot more. That's what the, the Chiefs had to learn. Uh, they had to learn to throw it with too high safety. They had to learn to throw it, um, uh, you know, short range and I think mid, and that'll definitely where it was uh, the Kelsey party and Kansas City, I think it'll be the uh, the two the the Jalen Waddle party uh, in Miami. Uh, Gesicki will be there, but he won't. You know, th- they'll go to yeah. to Waddle because you know the Chiefs didn't have that second receiver like the Dolphins do. So yeah, yeah. Byron Pringle. <laughs> yeah, Pringle. of course. So yeah, that uh that goes uh that goes it for a little our little little segment there. So now we're gonna go back. To the predictions, the NFC. All right, you started north, to, south, you, east, west. Yep, north, south, east, west. Okay, so NFC North, last place for the first time in a decade. The Lions will not be hot garbage. The Bears are going to be last place in the NFC North. I have them there too. Yeah, they're. O-line is one of the worst I've ever seen. They are unwatchable TV garbage. I've never seen a team that can mess up Thanksgiving like the Bears have. Yeah, right. I have not... They have... They misused Allen Robinson for the solid... How many years he was there? Three? I don't know. Mm -hmm. But he was... Now they're losing Roquan Smith. Yep, they lost Roquan Smith. They abused him. Um, They had a really good... Uh, running back tandem in David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen. Now they're gone. Or David Montgomery's still there, but he he is older now. He's dealing with more injuries. I don't believe he'll be the yep. player he was a couple of years ago. So uh, there's their their stars are either leaving or getting older and getting more injured. Uh, their O line still has not been any 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 better than that it was with Trubisky, and I don't think. That Justin Fields is going to be any better than Mitchell Trubisky. I'll just put it. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, right now, I he think has that... the talent to be better, but the situation does not favor him in the slightest. Yeah, I, I'm adding in. I'm adding in more situation. I think if he were in uh, uh, San Francisco, I think it would be a different story. But there, I just can't see it. Their defense is the worst. They don't have a pass rusher. They overpaid for linebackers especially with Roquan Smith leaving. Their secondary is horrible. They 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 have such awful spending habits. They pay the wrong positions. They pay safeties, they pay linebackers, and they pay interior defensive linemen. Those are literally the worst spots to pay a defensive player. You're supposed to pay corners and you're supposed to pay edge rushers. That Aaron That's Donald is the results. Aaron Donald is the only exception to that. The Chiefs with Chris Jones were not able to get enough pressure. He was their star defensive player, and he was on a def- he was a defensive tackle. He was the inside player, and he was not mm-hmm. enough. So, 
that is what you got to do. And the Bears just miss they mishandle it. It's 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 a tire fire there. Uh, they they I don't believe in Eberflus. I don't hardly know anything about him, which is probably my fault. But I don't see any reason to think he's going to turn this garbage organization around. That being said, uh, if Justin Fields can somehow pull an Andrew Luck and uh, and you know will his way into the weak NFC playoffs, then I will be um, very impressed, and everything I said will be out the window. But right now, I have the Lions above them. I think that they have uh, they have one of the more talented rosters uh, in the NFC. They've got a uh, what's graded as probably the be- one of the best O lines in the entire league right now. They have mm-hmm. um, uh, Penesul. Yep. Stuff like yep. Penesul. Uh, there was so much hype about him. Uh, they've got a, a great running back uh, duo. Um, uh, you know they've got they've got uh, what's his name Swift. Sorry, they Swift, had DeAndre yeah. Swift, um, wh- who I watched in college. He's a great, great player. Um, and they they've improved the O line over the past two years, where they they can actually utilize him. Um, I I don't think he'll be like a Todd Gurley type for Jared Goff, um, but I think that no. he can be used enough that uh, with their new receivers, uh, it, it can complement to to be an adequate offense uh, if the play calling is correct. So I believe in Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, they're really good. Um, uh, was rookie receiver now going into his uh, second year. He had a breakout at the end of the year. Really high on him. Um, everything about him, uh, just like his his build, the way he plays, um, just works. Especially in the division that they play in. Uh, it's just a lot of bad defense uh, just all around. So any just decent uh, mid-range receiver is just vital uh when you're playing in the nfc north so amon ross st brown um and deandre swift and jared goff might have one more vintage jameson williams uh, is also yes yes possibly a big player i i he was coming off of an injury out of college so I, ACL, I, yeah. I i i hesitate to, to add him into you know the discussion of you know ready that's true my, but there's my, a the reason theme, they drafted him yeah, so highly is yeah. because they have faith in him my theme we'll really around the around the Lions this season is they're ready to explode. They're ready to go out and, you know, prove themselves. I think this is the year where they go and win seven, eight games. The, the division's bad enough. I think that they could beat the Packers if, if they try hard enough, honestly. Um, I mean, they did it last year. Yeah. Ignoring so, the fact that Aaron Rodgers was not playing one half, but well, still happened. True. So, with that in mind, I've got them in third place uh, because the next two teams, I'm waffling about this right now, I think that I have the, oh, you're going to kill me, I've got the Packers at two. Uh, I mm-hmm. cannot, I cannot look past the awful receiving core. The management of the Packers has been so bad been bailed out because they have picked well in the draft decently well enough uh, that they've been able to get away with having uh, a back-to-back MVP and a pop two or three wide receiver in the league uh, and they've had and they've been able to carry their way through since then 
they had some decent decent defensive drafts back in uh, the 2016 through 2018 time, and they have Jair Alexander as well. Um, so they've got they've got decent um, pass rushing ability. Uh, they have uh, you know, as I said, good corner. Um, so they could they could win the division, but I just think that you have Alan Lazard as your number one receiver. Um, and that's pretty much it. I, I know you, I know they drafted another guy from like a division two school. I don't even remember his name. I really don't care. Uh, I, I, who does he have to throw to? Who does he, I, I, I get that he has Aaron Jones, but the green Bay O line, um, is just middle of the pack at this point. Uh, and yeah, they have a okay run game. What what has that gotten anyone? That hasn't gotten anyone anywhere in the past three years. A good run game, no. Nope. Except the Titans to the playoffs, and then they lose. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So I think that they cannot do enough to uh, overtake the Vikings, who I have winning the division here. They have. I I could have I could have had them as a top three receiving core. I really could have. They have Justin Jefferson, they have Adam Thielen, and they have Herb Smith and Dalvin Cook. New addition of uh, Jalen Rager as well, which might prove to be a good thing. That's right. Who knows? Yeah, the Jalen Rager just wasn't that wasn't enough um, uh, to make an impact. Like the 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 uh, uh, I'm thinking of Darden uh, off the Bucks, but Rager from the Rager from the the Eagles. Uh, the receiver room was just too crowded there, so they had to move him. But I think uh, if he's actually utilized uh, as a three, I think that that's a really good, really solid team. Uh, really great offense. Uh, new coach too, um, and mm-hmm. I like his system. I like I like where he's coming from. Uh, you know, McVeigh disciple, all that. Um, what, what what's his name? Uh, I forget the new uh, head coach name also. Yeah, but, but um, it's better than their old coach. Like they've had that coach since like the 2016 season or something, dude. Yeah, it was he's, it was he's crazy. Never really, that good. They they um, yeah. For for those who don't know, the Vikings got the Rams' offensive coordinator, uh, Kevin Kevin uh, O'Connell. Yeah, Kevin O'Connell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he is he was coached under Sean McVay. Sean McVay is one of the best you know coaches in the league. So I think that taking that system. Throwing it into um, Justin Jefferson is not Cooper Cup right now, but I think he might be able to uh, if if he had a you know a great quarterback throwing to him, and that's the key. I think that a lot of people are discounting the Vikings because Kirk Cousins has not been um, in a league quarterback yet. But I think with um, what used to be a defensive system um, uh, switching to an offensive system, I think that will be. I think that will be. Uh, a lot better for him. If anybody can unlock him, it will be O'Connell. So I agree. Yep. Uh, let's move on to the South. South. My this this one's really nice and easy. Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the division. Uh, no surprise there. And the Falcons yeah. are going to be at the bottom. They're going to be awful. Um, I think I that, have them picking first in the draft. Yeah, I just Marcus don't see Mariota them. They picked a backup quarterback. Um. They picked Marcus Mariota 
uh, out of the um the Raiders. Um, and I, I when he he played one game, he was decent, but he ran the ball a lot. That's gonna get you injured. That's gonna get you beat up. And on a team that has an awful O line like the Falcons, if you're just running it all the time with no receivers because Calvin Rid- Calvin Ridley's suspended, what are you gonna do? That's it. They don't even have a good um uh, running back. They've got a washed up return man who got uh, revitalized in Cordell Patterson, which is great and all, good story for him. But come on, that's not gonna win you anything. Um, they're bad at every single position. They have no standout players on defense. They've got nothing. So I have them last place. Now yeah. I have the, um, I might regret this, but I have the New Orleans Saints at third, um, because Jameis okay. Winston might have a um, a great year. But right now, I see that their um, O-line, they had a major injury at left tackle uh, just a few days ago as we're recording this. Um, and I think that for him to have a good season, he needs to be a calm pocket passer. And uh, Sean, um, um, Sean Payton, that, that's the name, sorry. Uh, Sean Payton is just a mastermind at that. But he's gone now. He retired. So they had to... Um, I think that they had to promote their offensive coordinator, but he wasn't the real mastermind behind the uh, the Saints wizardry um, over the past couple seasons with uh, Drew Brees. So I think that when, with the departure of the head coach to the um, injury at left tackle and the age of the defense, that's a great defense, but it's been a great defense for about five years. That's about the life, that's about the shelf life of a great defense. Um mm-hmm. So when you've got that, um, let's see. We got the receiving core, uh, Chris Olave, good receiver. I don't know how he'll do. Um, I don't know if um, Jameis Winston will be the guy to unlock him. Um, I don't buy Michael Thomas, um, who was uh, was it offensive player of the year in 2019. Yes. He was really good. First team all pro. But uh, people called him slant god because just kind of whatever. I mean, um, it worked. Uh, yeah, it did, but at the same time, now you don't... He's coming off an injury. Yeah, coming off an injury. He's older now. Isn't he like 30? I don't see it. I really don't. Uh, I think that Jameis Winston would have needed a great O-line and a great receiving core in order to really unlock that uh, unlock that potential um, there. Uh, it, it might be lightning in a bottle. They may go on a... I, I see them going on, on a big old uh, win streak. Uh, one time during the season, they could be a hot team uh, occasionally, but I think they'll fall apart. I don't see the consistency there at all. Carolina Panthers, however, um, if Christian McCaffrey, this is all dependent on Christian McCaffrey, if he stays healthy, they can win because they had Sam Darnold last year. Sam Darnold was the worst starting quarterback of the last two years in almost every category. He was in the 40s. We ranked in the 40s. I believe in completion percentage, in passer rating, in touchdown to interception ratio, all those important statistical measurements. He was like mm-hmm. beneath all teams. There were only 32 teams, and he was like 45th in all of them. So they were terrible. But with Christian McCaffrey in the first three games, they were undefeated for the first three games. But then he got injured. So he needs to stay healthy in order for them to really have a good shot. They have an okay O-line. I'd say it's probably below it's average. But yes, with, they uh, Aquano. Yep, they did try to improve it. 
they drafted. I think they pulled in some free agents too. So with that, Baker Mayfield will have an okay season. He's not going to pop off the charts. Not gonna. Uh, he's not going to have a, a vintage rookie year. Uh, I've seen enough of him. I've, I've watched him. He needs a good system. I think that Ben McAdoo and Matt Rule can do that. I think that Matt Rule is kind of dogged on for no reason. I think he can... He seems like a good team manager. I think he can go and do that. I think he can prop up Baker Mayfield as the leader of an organization. Uh, give him some support. I'm worried that they don't have enough over-the-top ability. I think they just they just have DJ Moore, uh, and that's pretty much it. They've got Robbie Anderson, who's really um, not... He's really old. He's not dynamic enough right now. So I don't see that. I don't see that at all. Um, but honestly, I could see them um, fighting with Tampa Bay for the top spot. I still have Tampa Bay at the top. But I am really worried about Tom Brady's offensive line. They have a new starter besides uh, Tristan Wirfs uh, at, at, right, ta- at right, uh, right tackle. Yeah. Um, they have a new starter everywhere else. Um, their two guards, their two inside guards left. Um, one retired, Alex Kappa, I believe. He he retired. Uh, the other guy got went to the Bengals, who an awful O line, but now it's okay. Uh, but those two guys are gone. Um, their center, Ryan Jensen, uh, he left with a season-ending uh, injury, which is one of probably this is that's probably the worst. Um, the worst injury you could possibly have to a uh, to a player on the Bucks. Um, I besides Tom Brady, I can't imagine anyone getting hurt uh, that would cause more detriment to the team. Pack the team more. Yeah. yeah uh, maybe Levante David, but even maybe then, I don't know. But uh, when when the center is the just the lifeline for the quarterback, if the center cannot communicate with the quarterback, if they don't have a rapport. The team just falls apart. If Mike Evans got injured, it was okay, because Chris Godwin was there, and if even if Chris Godwin and Mike Evans weren't there, I mean he can work with that. Tom Brady has been working with with horrible receiving cores his whole his entire career, but he needs a decent O line, especially at his age. Um, so I think that that's a horrible uh, problem. Uh, left tackle is is out as well. So with that being said, I just don't see it. I think Antonio Brown uh, was worth more than Russell Gage and Julio Jones put together. Um, I think that that was a big three receiving core that I could believe in. But now I think that uh, uh, because Chris Godwin, you know, blew out his knee, I think that he can um, probably um, take a step back this season. Mike Evans is a year older as well. Heck, Tom Brady's a year older. I mean, I I, I know that you're not supposed to bet against him. Uh, I'm certainly not. I have. I'm picking him to win the division, picking him to make the playoffs, probably make it to the second or third third game in the playoffs. But right now, I just, I, I don't, uh, it's really tough. It's really tough, man. What's uh, pretty crazy is that despite all the flaws you mentioned with the Bucks, they still are the most likely of the NFC South to not only win the division, but make the Super Bowl. Like, they're still probably a top five NFC team, Yeah, if not more. That just shows how weak the NFC is now. Uh, the AFC yeah. took all the talent. Um, all the talent just went to the AFC. Like, Russell Wilson. Um, Devontae Adams. Uh, 
yeah, all the offseason um, and all the AFC talent just shuffled in, in between the AFC. You had like Tyreek Hill go to the Dolphins back. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you might have Roquan Smith leaving the Bears. I mean, that's another all-star player just, you know, booking it probably to an AFC team. So, yeah, um, I, but the Buccaneers are a top three, top four, top five uh, NFC team. But that that doesn't mean all that much to me. All right. Brady so, will work his magic somehow. I have no doubt that yeah. he'll finish at the top of the NFC, if not uh, the one seed entirely. Yeah, I'm I'm op- I'm opting to go with blind faith here. Um, I I I like him, but not that much. Not that much. Yeah. I'd I'd pick the Rams or the Forty ers over them. So speaking of which, uh. Well, we, I guess we got to move on to the East now, not the West. I'm anxious to get to the West. So, this is where you and I kind of differ. But I think we don't have any qualms about the Giants finishing last. I personally hate this organization for many reasons. Uh, I'd like to say that they caused me uh, a lot of headaches. They've caused me a lot of annoyance. Um, hate Eli Manning. Uh, I hated o- Odo Beckham Jr. I still kind of do. Um, Saquon Barkley is overrated. They have, they've had one of the worst management jobs I've ever seen. Joe Judge is a jerk. Uh, uh, Eli Apple's bad. (laughs) Basically, um, all of like the vendettas I have, uh, impersonal vendettas, because I've never seen these people in my life. But, uh, if I can imagine, I bet they were pretty nasty, but, um, yeah, I, I just don't. Uh, see hardly anything good about them. Uh, Saquon is bad. Uh, I, he's gonna, probably going to get injured again. He's been injured for who knows how long at this point. It seems like forever. I I stopped I stopped caring. Um, Kadarius Tony I think is overrated. Um, he, Very he, much he, so. He's a you know he's fine, but he's like a three at 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 best. Um. Uh, what do they have? Slayton, Darius Slayton, right? Roster. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh yeah, Darius they did Slayton. trade with uh, um, someone to get somebody, but they're the Giants, so whatever. Uh, they're the laughing stock, and I hope to never talk about them on this podcast ever again, unless it's to um, mock them. Yeah, basically, they're they're the punching bag this time. Though they don't, they're not far from the um, uh, the Commanders or the the football team or the Redskins or whatever you're going to call them nowadays. Commies. Yeah, whatever. The the red, the Reds, I don't know. Um they're pretty bad. Um I don't think Carson Wentz is any good. Uh I think that you and I differ on that a little bit. Um, I don't think he's good. But I I watched him play for the Eagles because I was hoping for Jalen Hurts to jump in back back when that was a storyline and he's just Awful. He makes horrible decisions. His arm is not the way it was five years ago, uh, when he almost won the the MVP. He's just bad. Um, Terry McLaurin, uh, their their number one wide receiver. He's okay. Uh, he got paid, so he's staying there. God rest his soul. Um, you've got uh, Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick, the running backs there. They're okay. Again, everything in this, everything on this team is just okay. Um, their O lines okay. Uh, it's just nothing likable. In fact, pretty much 
almost as almost as dislikable as the Giants. Uh, just I don't have a personal vendetta against them, and also their owner Dan Snyder is probably a, the scummiest owner in the entire league, which is really saying something. Mm-hmm. On the defensive side, pretty much the only bright spot is the is the um the pass rushing ability with Montez Sweat and Chase Young. Uh, I like both of these guys. Um, Montez Sweat, and Jonathan Allen as well. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So they've they've got they've got a good f- up front, but um, for what we've seen right now, Chase Young is injury prone, which is horrible for defensive players because they need to, especially on the on the line, on the line, you yeah. can't have people just switching in and out. It just doesn't work like that. Um, the what what makes Miles Garrett so good is that he is consistently there and always putting pressure. So if you know if you've got Chase Young mixing snaps and stuff, it's just not not a good idea. Uh, Montez Sweat is good because Chase Young is good. It's just a working um, a working duo there. So yeah, that's the only good thing. That's the only good thing about their team that I see right now. Um, so I have them finishing third. Yeah, better than the, the Giants. Credit. He's fine. But, I haven't seen enough of him to call him a star. He's above average. He's pretty good. He's a solid one. He's about as good as Michael Pittman on the Colts, I'd say. All right. Fair. So, at third, I have the Dallas Cowboys. Now, this is pretty hesitant because Dallas, they're always the most overrated team in the entire league. They have Dak Prescott, the most overrated quarterback. They have Ezekiel Elliott, the most overrated running back. They have... I think people are finally starting to realize that Hope. Ezekiel is not not what he used to be. He's been a wolf in sheep's clothing for a long time, uh, ever mm-hmm. since probably his third season. He just hasn't had that explosiveness or that ability to carry a team on his back, which is what happened when the Cowboys had, that much, had so much success um, back in... Um, you know, 2018, I, I believe, was, like, the year Hopefully. for the Cowboys. Yeah, so, um, as well as Tyron Smith, their probably best player, he was out. He he tore his, uh, did he tear his Achilles or his ACL? I forget. But he, okay. he's out for the season. He's gone. Left tackle is the most important position on the offensive line because it blocks, it blocks the quarterback's blind side. So, now... Dak Prescott is going to just get torched again. He's just going to get pummeled. Uh, his record with, with Tyron Smith is pretty good. Uh, it's above 500. Above, it's a winning record. Well, uh, without him, it's abysmal. His passer rating goes down. His completion percentage. Uh, everything about everything about uh, Dak Prescott's game relies on a consistent left tackle. But now he doesn't have that. Uh, it also affects the running game. So if Ezekiel Elliott did want to have a, um, a vintage year, he probably can't now. The Tyron Smith's gone. Uh, they also had another one of their, um, another one of their linemen leave, which is fantastic uh, for them. Mm-hmm. As well as Amari Cooper, who was their number one wide receiver. Yeah, like a sixth round pick. Yeah, crazy. Uh, so yeah, Amari Cooper's gone now. Uh, he went to the Browns. He wasn't as consistent for them uh, as I think some people would like them to be but i think a lot of that reflects on uh, dak prescott's up and down nature as well um just his his play style he could have like a 550 yard passing game and then have a 150 yard passing game with like an interception or two interceptions 
So he's up and down. Amari Cooper was up and down. Then CeeDee Lamb, my boy from Oklahoma, watched him play a lot. He's really skinny. He can't play bully ball like like a like a true number one receiver can, needs to do. Um, and I think he will not um, he will not have as big of an impact as a number one receiver as he did uh, as a number two. Um, the rest of their receiving core is just really damaged, really injured, and really untested. Their number one receiver that's not injured um, is Jalen Tolbert, who is a new rookie this year, I believe, or a second year, I forget. But they're talking about him stepping in at the number two spot um, while Michael Gallup recovers from an ACL tear, which, is, you know, it. It, it ruins everything about your explosiveness. I don't trust any wide receiver coming off an ACL tear Unlo- until they've proven nope. themselves. It is possible to come back, but it's really tough. So with that being said, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be the number one. They Everything about their, everything about their team is a surprise to me. Um, I didn't believe in That's Jalen Hurts. That's the most complete team I, in the NFC East. Yeah, they don't. They really don't have a glaring hole. I think that they could have a better pass rusher, but uh, generally speaking, uh, Jalen Hurts really solid. He's not gonna blow your blow your socks off with his numbers or his just like he's not Josh Allen. He can't run and flick the ball fifty yards down the field, hmm. but he's he can do it. Like he 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 can he can. He can be a starting NFL quarterback that is in the conversation for a mid to late playoff run. I can see the Eagles getting to the NFC Championship. I see a path. I see a path. It would rely on some other teams with bad injury luck, but I can see them working their way past some of the other. Um, I can see them working past the Bucks. I can see them working past um, the Packers if they make it that far because they're usually always there. I can see them making it past. Uh, we'll talk about the Rams. So yeah, um, they had contenders for sure. Yeah, uh, I I saw them with um, I saw them with Devonte Smith as their number one wide receiver, but now they have AJ Brown from the Titans as well, which is a great asset because we've seen how good AJ Brown was for Ryan Tannehill, who is a different type of quarterback, but is still in that kind of range that Jalen Hurts is in. I'd say Jalen Hurts is even kind of better. Um, how how having a consistent tall uh, wide receiver who can play bully ball, like I've been talking about, uh, than a number one receiver needs to do. I am very confident uh, in AJ Brown's ability to lift Devonte Smith up. Who's Devonte Smith is also like um, uh, C.D. Lamb in that way. It, it's a very good compliment. Uh, it's a more skinny guy, can get in there, and then a, a bigger receiver for the number one. So I like the dynamic there. Dallas Goddard, I also saw him just be an absolute stud for a couple games. Uh, he was also one of my fantasy tight ends. He was great. Uh, love love his potential. Um, he's probably one of the more underrated guys. I think he's like a Mike Gesicki type. Um, on the defensive side, I, I talked about how they could use... Um, they they could use some pass rush, but but in general it, it's okay. It's a work in progress. Um, and in the NFC East, um, a bad defense or even an okay defense will will win you the division. Uh, it's 
probably the wor- it's probably the worst division in the league. Um because the Cowboys, I don't believe in them at all. People are not going the to say top heavy for the, yeah for sure. Yeah. Uh, I like don't every really division see... has like a standout, like oh the North, yeah the Bengals, the Ravens, the West, you know all these, like yeah obvious contenders. The East, it's like yeah I guess the Cowboys are okay. I guess the Eagles are pretty good, you know. It's like they're 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 probably the worst. Yeah, they just don't have much that like yeah this is this is who's gonna win. I do yeah. agree with your take that you know they could very very well make the NFC Championship, but again like you said. I wouldn't put them getting the NFC Championship over like the Bucks and Niners or the no. Bucks and Rams, something like that. Mm-hmm. They they don't scare me. The NFC East does not scare you as much as say even a team, even the South, because the Saints are still decently good. The oh Bucks yeah, are still very. The good. Saints have West, had the Bucks number the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's very obvious. All right, so that leaves us with the NFC West. Mm-hmm. The bottom of the bottom, the Seattle Seahawks. I Almost certainly very i I cannot be so down on a team. Russell Wilson's departure was probably just the 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 um what is it a death toll I guess uh, for the franchise. Really, they've staked their entire their entire reputation on him and 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 the ability to let let them carry them for the whole. Um, for the whole since since the Legion of Boom fell apart, he's just been there, making them, you know, nine, ten, eleven, twelve win teams for seemingly no reason. Um, they have a decent receiving core. That's about all I I can say about them. In their trade to get Russell Wilson to Denver, they got Noah Fant, who is a pretty good tight end. He's he's young. He's untested. Um, but I think he could be an an upper like. Mark Andrews on the Ravens. I think he could be that type. Um, I, I've I've seen him play enough. Mark Andrews? I don't know Mo- about that, but most certainly he is one of the best tight ends in the league. I've seen flashes. Opinion. Yeah, I, he's not yeah. there right now at all, uh, and he doesn't have a, a a quarterback right now that he could, could possibly unlock that potential. Uh, Lamar Jackson basically just feeds the ball to Mark Andrews. It's pretty great for him. With that being said, Noah Fant, I like him. He's a pretty good tight end. Now, Tyler Lockett. He is probably... I don't know how he does it. I don't see anything I really like about him. But he seems to get every ball that gets thrown to him. He's got really great hands. Uh, he's one of the cleanest route runners I've seen. Um, you've seen... like There are, there are um, Tyler Lockett toe-tap compilations. Like, it's, it's, it's really great. Uh, how he can maneuver and, and and get the and get the uh, you know whatever's thrown to him, and I think a lot of that is Russell Wilson uh, enabling him and and maybe even elevating him, um, but that doesn't take away from the fact that he has been a standout, uh, almost Pro Bowler throughout his throughout his career, and he used to be the number one as well. We can't forget mm-hmm. that was before, however, the Seahawks drafted DK Metcalf who is one of the scariest NFL players that I've ever seen since probably Megatron, Calvin Johnson. He is that intimidating. Uh, the green neon pacifier kind of ruins the look almost, 
but it's still pretty pretty hilarious to watch him chase down Buda Baker. I think it was Buda Baker who made that uh, interception. Of course, everybody's seen it by down. now. The chase down. That's probably one of the greatest highlights to come out of. It's the so NFL. funny how DK Metcalf's career highlight will have nothing to do with him catching a ball. It just goes but, to show that he's such a physical freak. Like, he's yeah. so fast. Scary. That's one of the biggest. That's the, one of the biggest uh, shows of speed and just pure athleticism that I've ever seen. He's he's while well, he could qualify for an Olympic track team if he wanted to, and he's like two hundred thirty pounds. He's he's crazy. Yeah. So he can just dominate on the field. He's great. Uh, he may have some up and down moments, but. That is just the nature of a young wide receiver who is not to the level of like a Jamar Chase or a Justin Jefferson. But he is he is almost as good. Almost. But of course, the quarterback situation. They mm-hmm. traded away Russell Wilson. So who'd they get? Drew Locke and Geno Smith. Geno Smith has been their backup forever. He's Battle been, of mid. He's been probably the most consistently mediocre backup quarterback ever. And we and saw he's him. Starter. He's the starter, kind of, because I don't believe Drew Locke will last four games in Seattle, yet they've named him the starter. They named Drew Locke the starter, which is crazy. Uh, he is so unhinged. He throws interceptions like... He thinks they're supposed to be it. It's like when um, uh, it's Jameis Winston, but without all the touchdowns, it's that yeah, level. Of, also some upside. <laughs> yeah. He's just consistently bad. He's 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 consistent at being inconsistent. Uh, so he is not your franchise quarterback because he is behind one of the worst O lines we've ever seen. That is the chief reason why Russell Wilson left the team is because the O-line has been atrocious. He has taken the most sacks through his through the last like five years uh, that any quarterback has ever taken. He, I, it's a miracle that it was just last season that Russell Wilson got injured. And I believe that that is why he left. I, I think he waited until one of his uh, until he got injured to force the team to let him go. I don't think he could justify leaving uh, before then because he had such great weapons in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I, I'm that's reading into lo- a little bit of his mindset, but I think that that's that's uh, what was going on there. Their defense, I'm not even going to get into it. It's horrible. They traded away um, an all-time great linebacker for a safety, which is uh, just example one A of just team mismanagement. You see, you see that with the Bears too. I think that we're going to say. We're going to see the same thing with the Seahawks in the next couple of years. We're going to see the stars just vanish from that team. It's going to be awful to see. So, yeah, the Seahawks are a uh, a bygone era. They're an example of a bygone era. Dominant defense, cool offense, dwindling down to nothing. Next team, Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are probably... People don't focus on them because they're not a historic team. Even and when they're they good, generate, they never seem like a threat. Yeah, they generate highlights like crazy. 
you've seen the the Buda Baker DK Metcalf chase down was an Arizona like highlight. They're always there. The Murray magic thing. Yeah, the the Hail Murray uh two two seasons ago. I I was actually like looking down at my phone and and scrolling through like text messages and then I just heard uh uh what was it? Was it not Al like Michaels. Seven seconds, six seconds. Let's <laughs> it fly. Um, and then somehow D Hop came down with. Was it. it Troy Aikman who was calling that game? I forget. But whoever I whoever know. screamed Murray Magic like that, I'll never that, forget that, that. That wasn't Troy Aikman. It was a, I think it was like CBS games. So yeah, yeah, games. something like that. But yeah, that that Speaking that game of was D-Hop, great though. But what after to that fella. <laughs> uh oh. The sad part of football. Yeah, uh, people are cheating scumbags. Um, he says, for those who don't know, he was suspended. Um, I believe it was eight games for violating uh, substance abuse Six. policies. Yep. Six. Okay. Well, that just means he was doing drugs or something. And I, I, he denies it. Of course, they he denies it. Whatever. But um, yeah. So they lost their number one uh, receiver. But yeah, as I was saying, with the history lesson. With the Cardinals after the Hale Murray, uh, they kind of went downhill. Um, they just they fell off for that season. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, he j- didn't manage the team well. He didn't call good plays. Their defense fell off. Kyler Murray got injured. Everything about their team just fell apart. So the next season they brought in J.J. Watt, uh, who was the he he is a fantastic defensive player. He's just not who he was. He's kind of more of a role player now. Uh, but they brought him in kind of more of a leadership position. He's still kind of a staple on their defensive line. That was last uh, last season. He he was okay this season. But the Cardinals went on an amazing win streak. Um, they they won, I think it was nine games. Uh, it was it was pretty great. Um, and then they then they fell apart again. And Cliff Kingsbury could not hold them together again. And Kyler Murray got injured again. And not only did he get injured, DeAndre Hopkins got injured. And DeAndre Hopkins is an older receiver. So when he gets injured, that is cause for concern. So he got injured. DeAndre Hopkins came back. He was not the same. Kyler Murray came back. He was not the same. They started, and they were, they were the number one seed in the NFC. They slipped down to the wild card, and then they lost. They got absolutely destroyed by the LA Rams. They were horrible. I've never seen a more yeah. pathetic <laughs> performance from a quarterback. Kyler Murray was he threw just like a ball into the air and it just got a pick yep. six. Like yep. it was one yard. He was long. scrambling around in the end zone. He got hit. He just kind of chucked it up. He immediately just scooped it up and just stood in the end zone for a touchdown. It was horrible. <laughs> so I don't believe in the Cardinals. They're going to end up at third. They have the opportunity to redeem themselves. They have the talent, but they are kind of the wild child. I don't think that they have what it takes. Cliff Kingsbury is an air raid offense guy. He's okay, but he can't consistently win. He's He tries to be this, like, Sean McVay, uh, Kyle Shanahan, like, intellectual guy. He tries to act like that, but he's really not. He's a he's college. Not. He's a college guy. Who just kind of failed his way up into the NFL. Now he Wasn't acts like he's good a, at college. Yeah, he like football. Yeah, he, he had a winning record with Mahomes. I don't even think he was a head coach. I think he was a coordinator in college, and they brought him up to the NFL. But anyway, crazy. He can't. He can't lead a team. His teams fall apart. 
So the Cardinals, they're going to finish third. Now, here's here's probably my second biggest take of the night. The LA Rams. You have Rams second? They're going to finish wow. second. Yeah. So the Rams are the defending Super Bowl champions this season. And I've learned my lesson by predicting too much with repeat champions. I've done it so many times. I did it with the Buccaneers last season. You know what the Buccaneers had? They had a bunch of brought-in star power. They had a, they had a bunch of pet players. At their peak, they had just Hall of Famers everywhere, all over the field. But, and they all, oh, and they also had a, a quarterback that they had just brought in, that had just learned the system, and he came and balled out, and they got really lucky with that. So the Rams were kind of the second coming of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, but the Buccaneers last season, their style. when they were the defending champions, it was all dysfunction. It was all injury, and it was all just a slog. And I think we've seen little hints of that with the Rams as well. So you've seen Matthew Stafford. We've had reports all season long of his apparent throwing shoulder uh, pitcher's injury. Yeah, it's been really bad uh, for him. He's been on a pitch count the entire time. Um, he says he's ready to go. The organization vehemently denies it that he is going to uh, have any trouble, but I don't... I see that issue popping up again because he is a player who's old. I think he's like 33, 34, something like that. He's exiting his quarterback prime, so I think that he might have some trouble. If he doesn't, I think Aaron Donald will. Aaron Donald has been a dominant defensive player for a long, long, long time. And then we saw him for the last season be really above average, which is great for any player except Aaron Donald. And then we saw Aaron Donald in the playoffs, and he and his teammate Vaughn Miller had one of the greatest vintage performances I've ever seen out of two just, like, post-prime players. It was crazy how good they were just harassing... Um, uh, Joe Burrow and his awful O-line. Well, great, but they are out of their prime. Vaughn Miller left to join the Bills, which is fine for the Bills, but the Rams are now left with their weakest position at linebacker, um, I, and that's another pass rushing position. If you Vaughn Miller played as a pass rusher, so that's a pass rusher gone. Aaron Donald was the center of the Rams pass rushing, so now he is probably going to... Uh, regress. He's almost certainly going to regress. I think he may even fall off. JJ Watt, he's 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 pretty good. I think he's going to play like JG JJ Watt has these past couple seasons. He's going to be at mm-hmm. that level. So when you have Matthew Stafford, and you have Cooper Cup who wasn't a below average receiver. Uh, not below average, but below average for like number 1 receiver status for a long time. Uh, he the he was in a system that was dominated by the run game, and then he just kind of took over. Matthew Stafford just fed on the ball so much. I don't see that happening again. Cooper Cup is going to come back down to earth. He's not going to have that good of a season. Um, they have a bunch of... I know I talked about how the Rams had the best wide receiver room, but that was all predicated on OBJ coming back and Robert Woods being okay. If they don't ha- If they don't come back, then it's Cooper Cup, who's probably yeah. going to regress. They have Allen Robinson... Who, okay, 
that that's good. That's a great number two. We'll see what Matthew Stafford can do with him. Okay, that that's something that I'm baking into this projection. And then we've got Tutu Atwell. We'll see. I like him, yeah. but come on, you can't have repeat champions. Cooper Cup is better than Tutu Atwell. Exactly. Nothing crazy here. So the receiving core is not as good. They lost the Hall of Famer at left tackle. Uh, I'm Whitworth. forgetting his name, Andrew Whitworth. Thank you. He's great. He was still playing at an insanely high level, high level. He has a gray beard, totally gray beard, but he was totally just balling out. Yeah, left tackle. Tack, that offensive tackle. It was great. Uh, but now he's gone, and I believe they lost another another um, another offensive lineman as well. I I don't remember his name. But yeah, they they've been they've been losing players there. Um, they have a below average uh, running back room, and we saw in the divisional round of last year's playoffs, Cam Akers fumbled how many times? Four, three. Cam Akers himself fumbled twice, and then they had another guy. The fumble. other time that was like because of the bad snap from uh, the center. Okay, well, still, and then he fumbled I think twice was... in in a crucial playoff game. Tom Brady almost came back and beat them. If that had happened, they would not even be in this conversation at all. They would have spoiled their opportunity. They would have been just, you know, another team in the hunt. They would have been like the 49ers or the Cardinals, okay? Now they're getting hyped up because they they went and trashed an awful O-line and Joe Burrow with two guys who were experienced and in those spots before. That's great, but I don't think that can happen again. I think that, again, offense is going to regress. They're worse at every position. Matthew Stafford showing signs of injury. The defensive line, bad. The, they have a top corner. That's great. But any good team has a top corner. Like That's just a requirement in order to win. The Chargers, fantastic. Uh, you've got, you know, the Bucs are the, probably the only exception of a team that doesn't have a, a, a strong corner. Um, you know, the Chiefs, uh, the Chargers, uh, the Colts. The Browns, the Bengals now, mm-hmm. uh, the Ravens, the Steelers. I mean, if I don't think the Steelers are going to make a deep playoff run, but but still, like that's a staple of a good defense. That's what you have to have in order to have a good defense. So that's really the only position I see that have that they haven't regressed in. So I yeah, yeah, it's incredibly hard to repeat in the league, and I don't I I'm going to bet against them. They might I I don't have the winning the division. They're probably going to make the playoffs. They almost certainly are going to make the, the, the playoffs here. But I think that the San Francisco 49ers are going to win. They're going to win the division. They're going to come pulling away, especially now, now that they have re-signed Jimmy G to a new $6 million contract, which is the best contract I've ever seen. They have upside Trey Lance. So if he does great, uh, I, 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 by the end of the season, they will not be, they will be as good as they were with Jimmy Garoppolo or better easily. Yeah. Because Trey Lance is not as reckless as Jimmy Garoppolo is right now in Kyle Shanahan's offense. I believe that he is good. He's a good decision maker. He'll work on accuracy. He'll get, he'll get acclimated to the game. And everything about the 49ers roster, which is built for a championship right now, they got to a championship with Jimmy G, who is just 
the epitome of average. He makes horrible decisions. He they is off time on a Super lot Bowl of against stuff. the Chiefs if they just had yeah slightly better quarterback. Jimmy play. Garoppolo choked. All he had to do was not choke the game, and he did. He was bad. So yep. again, even if Trey Lance doesn't work out, Jimmy Garoppolo is still there. So the only time where they haven't like won the division or or been a just amazing was with. Nick Mullins at quarterback and CJ Beathard. Okay, that is that is that is amazing. You've got Nick Bosa, who is a top five pass rusher. You've got uh, uh who who's their cornerback? I know he's really good. Um uh quarterback? No, corner, corner. Um oh. Oh, whatever. He's great. Um you've got uh Fred Warner, is... who's a Hall of Fame linebacker. He is fantastic. He plays zone coverage. He can play man coverage. He can rush. He can do everything. He's not like Von Miller type, but he's almost there. He's so good, and I'm I'm really he's made great plays throughout the, um, throughout the the length of 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 a run that San Francisco has had these past couple of years with being really great. He's been at the center of the defense. So him and Joey, uh, uh Nick Bosa, not Joey Bosa, his brother, uh, Nick Bosa are gonna wreak havoc on the NFC West and they're just kind of below average offensive lines. Um, Kyle Shanahan, offensive genius, his running game. Even if, even if he doesn't have like a plus running backs is going to be fantastic. Debo Samuel, they utilize him in crazy ways, ways that like people like are, should you abuse your, your wide receivers like that? Well, yeah, if you're, if you're, um, if you're making it, you know, if you're gonna make it that far, then do do everything to to you know, do everything to to pull your team. And I think Debo, um, Debo Samuel accepted that uh, when he signed his big contract this past offseason. That was been that was my biggest question about them. But now I think that they're I think that they're really solid at wide receiver. Brandon Ayuk could be a number one, but he now he's a number two. He gets to sit there. Um, so they've got a really good tandem there, and I don't think they really need a st- really, really strong number three because of the Kyle Shanahan kind of system. They also have George Kittle, who can more than make up for any lack of wide receiver they have, uh, even if Debo gets hurt because they're using him in like a running back or something. George Kittle also, is really great. They have a great line, too, with Trent Williams. Yes, Trent Williams is a Hall of Fame left tackle. Left tackle, again, we've we've been over this. Best... Uh, most important offensive line position. Uh, so that they've got all the positions covered. It's all great there. So again, I see them at every position pretty much except a wide receiver and the Rams wide receivers are going to regress and quarterback, which they have a rapidly ascending Trey Lance and a rapidly descending Matthew Stafford. I think that the 49ers are going to win the division. Now I see the 49ers almost undoubtedly getting further in the playoffs than the Rams. It's only a question of whether the 49ers start out hot and win a bunch of games early in the season, and then the Rams are going to... Because I, I think the Rams are going to start out good and progressively get worse. I think the uh, the the opposite's going to be true for the 49ers. That's what I see. Mm. All right, so in the NFC, in the NFC North... You had the Vikings. I had the Vikings. In the South, you had the Bucks, which hopefully everyone has the Bucks. Uh, if not, I'd be worried. In the East, you had the Eagles. Yep. 
And the West, maybe controversial, you had the Niners. I don't really see anything too egregious here. The only thing that I would note personally is that the NFC West is still a very strong division. And it's not that I don't trust Trey Lance. It's more the fact that the Rams still have no signs of necessarily slowing down. Repeat, I think that's going to be hard. I agree with you 100%. Repeating is nigh impossible. But they also, you know, they got Bobby Wagner. They still have Jalen Ramsey, who's still very young. And although they did have some offensive damage, you know, losing Odell for now, uh, hurting their line, I still think that they have a better chance of being first in the NFC West, but I I don't think it's completely impossible based on your arguments that the Niners will win the West. Yeah, I I, th- I don't think... I don't like the Rams as a team, and the next option is the 49ers, and it's really it's a really good alternative in terms of yes. just talent and level of, like, level of experience and ascending talent, too, that could really unlock just an all-time great team. If, if, if Trey Lance is just balls out, this team's going to be all-time great. Just like pretty roster, good, it's great. Pretty good Madden team, too. You know, you ever notice I think, I think I think you're pretty right. I think you're pretty right. Might give him, give him a shot this season. <laughs> What's up with that? All right. Well, that's our NFC predictions. We'll be back after this. 25 yards downfield. Murray back to throw. Flushed out. Rolling left in trouble. Slips a tackle. Got to launch it. He does. Left side into the end zone. Jump ball. And it is. Is it caught? Is it caught? Oh, my goodness. It's caught. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. He caught it for a touchdown with one second left. I can't believe it. You've got to be joking me. Hopkins reaches up with three defenders around him and pulls it in. And the Cardinals lead it 32 to 30 with a second left. All right, now that I'm done bloviating, David, what's one player that you think should be in the Hall of Fame that is not right now? Mm, me personally, I would have to go with probably Demarcus Ware. The fact that he wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer honestly shocks me. He was probably one of the best players on that Broncos team that won the Super Bowl way back when. He has made the All-Pro team seven times, uh, four times on the first team, and uh, he's led the league in you know, sacks multiple different times. And even just ignoring you know, pure hardware, just his absolute counting stats are uh, incredibly remarkable. Yeah, it is. And he's pretty high on the all-time sack list, you know, and was essentially in my opinion, a lock for last year's Hall of Fame. However, surprisingly enough, that just simply wasn't the case. They added a lot of, like, it was a very interesting Hall of Fame. Like, there was, you know, like, Dion Branch, uh, that 49ers D-tackle. Just not a lot of, you know, like, first ballot people, which are very interesting. In my opinion, I think DeMarcus Ware should be in already. But if he didn't make it in last year, he needs to make it in this year. So it's a crime that he's not in. Why do you think he's not in? I mean, he didn't really have any, you know, outside, like, life outside troubles, you know. Nothing that would be like, oh, he was, you know, very anti-PC, and that would be, like, you know, weird or anything. 
I think the only reason that he just didn't make the Hall of Fame is because they really wanted to bring attention to, you know, the ref who got elected in there. I think that was like the first time a ref uh, got elected. Like 500 different geese just flew by my house. That was a very interesting. I, I heard that. that. That's funny. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. That's funny. But there was also, you know, the coach for the greatest show on turf, Rams. And then I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, a few um, posthumous Hall of Famers. Okay, deserving, deserving. But still, I really don't think there should be a limit per year, per se. Well, then they like, could just like, obviously let everybody not, like, 20. in. Yeah. That would be lame. But DeMarcus Ware deserved to be in. I mean, he's one of the best outside linebackers in history. And like, if we're removing, you know, Lawrence Taylor and like obvious, you know, all-time greats, he's still up there. He's one of the greatest to play defense, let alone position. Maybe there's something I'm missing, but I genuinely can't understand why he did that. Because he retired after 2016, meaning that he was eligible for last year's, yes? Uh, very bizarre. Yes. Yes, yes, he was. Well, I, if nothing else, uh, he is almost certainly in the Hall of Very Good. Uh, you should probably check that out. Um, I forgot mm. who makes it, but it's it's pretty funny. Uh, Kyle like Lowry. most like half of their picks for the Hall of uh, Very Good have made it into the Hall of Fame at some point. So if you want to see a waiting list for eligible players, uh, just check them out. Uh, just just Google it. I forget who makes it. Sorry about that. But uh, yeah, thank you for that, David. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of The Fair Catch. Uh, again, if you want to reach us, just DM us at uh, the fair uh, or uh, it's fair catch underscore pod. That's it. Excuse me. All right. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next time. Yeah.